Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? We also have an announcement to make. We want to receive listener mail from you. You can send us emails to contact at kithintel.ca. We'll read them on the air. Any sort of comments, questions, or love letters directed at David Foley, who listens to every episode religiously, can be sent there. That's contact at kithintel.ca. Also, follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at kithintelpod. That's at K-I-T-H and telpod. And every week, Hans uploads new hilarious Kids in the Hall gifts. You should follow it for the gifts. That's the main reason we're doing this project. No one cares about our reviews, but the gifts, they're golden. And if you're still using the garbage fire that is Facebook, you can also follow us there, like our page, at Kith and Tell. Welcome to Kith and Tell, the podcast that reminds you that Canadian programming wasn't always such a desolate wasteland. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every Kids in the Hall episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like, Is he? And <laughs> when will I get to suck on the teat of mama compensation? <laughs> I'm Kalina McCordoff in London, England, and I am joined by Stuart Derricotic in Vancouver, Canada. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> oh, and Trevor. Trevor, that, that guy too. Trevor Reckett in Vancouver, Canada as well. And of course, who could forget Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll be reviewing episode 16 of season one of Kids in the Hall, which aired on April 17th, 1990, when I was but a babe. Mm. So let's kick off with our sketch rundown. We've got, how did this happen? Mark McKinney is a Harvard MBA grad who was on the fast track but ended up in the middle of the ocean floating on a barrel. Probably fair to be asking himself, how did this happen? And is he? The Cathy's try to figure out if the new guy in the office is gay. I mean, he likes steak, but he suggested the wine. And we get a whole lot of mayo oh, this boo. time with a trio of 30 Helens Agree. Boo. Great minds think alike. Boo. If you want to remember something, write it down. And Ugh. sometimes you've just got to agree to disagree. <laughs> We've also so got... true, Helen. <laughs> Manny Kuhn. Scott Thompson is a debaucherous artist with a tough past who made it big paint and tits. <laughs> the bass player. Kevin McDonald profiles the man behind the bass. There's sadness in that smile. And that is followed up by Mama Compensation. Construction workers Bruce McCullough, construction worker rather, Bruce McCullough, needs a break from work and takes a hammer to the head in order to get a chance to drink from the sweet tea of workers' comp. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> finished off with power of my cock. Um, <laughs> police are ready to, o- to haul away a deluded husband who believes he is going to take over the world via the power of his cock. I mean, he does have an anthem and everything. Um, so for Your write-up was funnier <laughs> than that sketch, Kalina. Um, thank you very much. Our, our first segment. Uh, so there's obviously a few stinkers in here, so I thought we should just berate them harshly together. Um, starting off with the worst sketch. And I'm actually kind of a little freaked out here that I'm I'm torn between <laughs> giving that uh, to the power of my cock and 30 Helens because those ladies really sucked in this episode, no Preach. pun intended. Hans, give me your take. 
Oh, Kalina, I'm glad you called out the Helens so that I didn't have to be alone because I'm sure everyone else here absolutely loved them. Oh, but yeah, yeah uh, this was a, a weak outing for them, unfortunately. The first one was, I think, up to par. You should write things down. <laughs> are good in case you make mistakes. Uh, but it was downhill from there. And I think the Helens disagreeing really upset me uh, like a, uh, in a visceral way. I can't explain <laughs> Um, Helens doesn't want to see them fighting like I this. know, I know. <laughs> the Helens are always supposed to be adorable and agreeing on things. So uh, <laughs> agreeing to disagree, I think, broke the format in a way that I didn't like. But um, I think Power of My Cock was the worst, though. Uh, it's really just one joke dragged out with an uncomfortable suicide mental health breakdown angle. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'd maybe just miss the point or not. Um, but if it was just downright bad as far as I was concerned. Whereas Helen's, they were just a bit dry this week. And hopefully next time around, they'll slather a bit more mayo. Oh, thank God. The, the problem wasn't the amount of mayo, Hans. It was just that <laughs> they'd let the mayo out in the sun for too long. And it just t it tastes bad. It's off now. I mean, oh. <laughs> it's got that tangy zip of Miracle Whip, but it shouldn't, you know? Uh, oh. <laughs> um, I think I have to disagree with you, too, about the power of my cock like i don't think it was the best in the episode but i thought it was kind of funny like there's just a lot of questions why are the police there what is what is going on with this man that's led to this situation but also like what i found weird is that when they look through the keyhole it's it's not even one of the kids like whose back is that it's paul bellini in the back <laughs> oh my God. and and that that was the thing that upset me about that was like it it clearly as far as i could tell was a was a suicide thing like she's like looking at her husband in the bath like i'm there's so many connotations of like yeah, uh, yeah self-harm yeah. there and things like it just was ugh, it made my skin crawl that was a little gross I i'll agree with you guys the Oh my god, the Helens were atrocious. Like, <laughs> for a thing that I already hate and for it to be elevated in badness was a real new standard. Stu, uh, you usually love to laugh at sketches that troll you, so uh, you should you should finally be getting on the Helen train here. You guys know this. There's something about the Helens trolling of me that just makes me so immediately and viscerally angry. Mm. I just lose my mind. Um, <laughs> but... So one of the things about the power of my cock, yeah, it was it was kind of gross. I see the, the dark interpretation of that. That was weird. It didn't really seem to have any like enough explanation or setup to justify its particular weirdness in that way i thought the pop quiz was kind of funny that made me laugh i was like pop quiz pop cock quiz <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the weird button that they put on this episode is the wife kevin starts to sing and the police draw their guns and then it cuts to the theme song <laughs> and I, that was one of those that made me laugh because it just sort of felt like wait what, what are they gonna kill like what and then it just sort of ends and you have to be left alone with your thoughts as the theme song plays you out and i kind of loved that does anyone else feel like this sketch would have benefited from having kevin be the voice of the deranged guy whose mm -hmm. cock is like all powerful uh, I, I well then don't... it would sound like cock ventriloquism yeah <laughs> yeah i could see that all right, well, um, on to our second segment. I refuse to believe that anyone would, would not pick the bass player as their favorite no. sketch this episode, so I'm going to push you all into a corner and make you pick your favorite quote from that sketch alone. Uh, uh, Only from I, that sketch, and I expect your best Kevin impressions. I really liked this weird moment where it was like, aren't we all bass players? It's supposed to be a bass player convention. What? <laughs> so it's like we're just watching this band play for a bass player convention as he berates them in front of us. Mm. Sure, Kevin. 
<laughs> I, Kalina, I'm not going to pick one from that one because that's not my favorite sketch. I like the workers' <laughs> comp sketch more. So I'm going to pick one from that one. Oh. And I like the part where it's sort of like Bruce is just late and he's sad. And then Mark's like, I thought I recognized this look. And Bruce says, what look? He's like, the look of a guy who's daydreaming about a disabling <laughs> but non-crippling injury. I'm, I'm with Trevor uh, <laughs> in the sense that I love the space player sketch. Don't get me wrong. But this amazing had some really amazing options to pick from. It was a really strong oh, episode. And I can't believe I didn't remember it uh, or I hadn't seen it before somehow. But Manny Coon, holy <laughs> shit, that was so funny. Um, it's instantly in my top 10, if not my top five sketches. I thought about giving it a, a perfect score for this episode. Um, and it's mostly because it just has so many amazing lines. Um, <laughs> I thought it really set the tone super well at the beginning when Scott says, yeah, when I look out over your sea of vacant faces, I feel like to puke. Uh, um, or I was born in a brothel in a town which no longer exists. I was immediately sold to the cleaning woman for a stamp. <laughs> I just and also and also it's got a sexual reference to the littlest hobo, <laughs> which is not a thing I ever thought I'd say. And when Scott delivers that line and he like very very briefly breaks uh, character and laughs at his own joke, but then immediately snaps back into it. Oh my god, okay. that was amazing! Well, fuck all of you guys for not following instructions. <laughs> um, I hope you all know that I had this amazing plan where I was going to get Stu to do a sweet baseline from that sketch and we were all going to say our <laughs> quotes oh, over it. Boy. So instead, let me just tell you, let me just tell you what the best quote from uh, that sketch was. Obviously it's Look at that smile. There's sadness in that smile. Look at that chord structure. There's sadness in that chord structure. Look at him flailing like the wailing wall with nothing but stubby fingers and a dumb look on his face. He don't know it, but he's scalding <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> my favorite my favorite from that Kalina just to entertain you for a moment here is when is when Kevin's like doing the whole hand gestures thing and doing the the mother, the father, the, <laughs> the serpent, the priest, the foreman, the, foreman, the, woman, the, the widow, the beast, the woman, the widow, the beast. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I had to look up those lyrics because I thought for sure they must be from some actual song. But no, they're, like, they, they've lodged in my brain, but it's they're so definitely good. only ever from Kids in the Hall. That's not from a real song? No, it's just from Kids in the Hall. Oh my sure. God, that's great. This is why it was yeah. so brilliant. Okay, I, I also did Guys. like the moment where he's like, uh, my favorite part about him is the, it's like the physicality. <laughs> Look at his neck. And the way he's just kind of bobbing. I've seen so many bassists on stage just being like, feeling it out with the neck. There's also a bit of the beginning where he's saying, he's, he's playing so sweet, I'm getting chubby. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I hope you guys can follow the next set of instructions. <laughs> I played along with your dumb game. Right. I don't understand why you're giving me such attitude. Thank you, Stu. So I, so I know <laughs> we've been doing a lot of does this hold up. So I'm going to give it an extra twist. Huh? Mm. See what I'm doing here? Pay attention. Um, which sketch do you think would be more acceptable today and why? Kathy's asking, is he gay or the power of my cock? Hans. Hmm. I, uh... I think Power of My Cock would hold up better than Is He. Um, in a weird way, Is He seems like he it's trying to be gay positive, but it ends up feeling kind of weirdly fetishized, um, especially where they have that line, the um, bi is the worst case scenario. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty ugly. Um, 
power of my cock seems to have the correct butt of the joke. Like it's definitely making fun of the guy who believes his cock is all powerful. Um, so that holds up, but it, it suffers because of the weird suicide mental health angle. At least to me, it seems too dark for today's sensibilities, so it gets lost. But even so, I think it lands better. One other quick side point. Is he uh, the cubicles? Kathy still has a picture of Mississippi Gary mm-hmm. on yes. the cubicle wall in that sketch. So it also suffers a little bit for continuing to reference blackface. I don't know. I I liked is he because like yeah, it's it's kind of old ground now. It's just like it's not a terribly inventive sketch in 2018. But like I think people still have conversations like that. Oh, they definitely do. Absolutely, and like get really obsessed about the like. No, we have to know. We have to know. It's like, why? It's work. You don't need to. But people get really worked up about that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and like over-reading his stuff about, what was it? A beer. You, what, what should we drink? What should we drink for, for lunch? And it's like, what? that's going to be the way he expresses it yeah. to you. <laughs> a beer yeah, no, or there, maybe white wine. There was something about it that, I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole like Me Too stuff right now. But I just feel like power of my cock. Like could could be funny now, but in a way almost to make fun of that very particular moment um, in time of where we are. Yeah. Whereas I totally okay. get used to, I feel like if if this was maybe just slightly changed in some capacity, but if we have to take them as they are, like I, I think there there is that joke about everyone still wanting to pry into what your sexual preferences are. And almost the fact that they even brought up mm. bisexuality, mm-hmm. I think probably was still pretty cutting edge for, for when it was. And still is a still is a, oh, totally. a bit of a taboo now. So I don't know. I think I think it probably would hold up a little bit more than Power of My Cock. <laughs> and I don't think it's that like when they have the bit where it's Grayson. Grayson is straight, but he only sleeps with guys to prove to himself he isn't gay. <laughs> and it's like what and about his, his boyfriend? boyfriend? Is a <laughs> it's a smokescreen for his heterosexuality. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was a good bit. Yeah. Uh. Okay, you know, I think I'm going to have to now offer a full-throated defense of power of my cock. Um, And, like, Hans, I think you were kind of getting at this, where, like, the thing that I think makes power of my cock um, hold up today is they have... The butt of the joke is correct. The butt of the joke is toxic masculinity. Like totally. the reason that this man has gone kind of off the deep end is he's so attached to this idea that he has some sort of magical dick powers. <laughs> and like that's such a fragile, flimsy thing to sort of base your self-confidence on that he's locked himself in a bathroom. And for some reason, the police are there and we don't get any context. I don't know if there's a suicide thing going on here. I think that might be reading too much into it. All we really know is that like kind of toxic masculinity and like his own fragile ego has led him into a desperate situation (laughs) and that that is the butt of the joke it's it's a a takedown of the patriarchy so it would definitely hold up today right well that's it for episode 16 when everyone will hopefully uh follow (laughs) the instructions um no one has response (laughs) Which will be hosted by Trevor Records. So salty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. All is well. We all love each other. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>